Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Care Patrol of Connecticut in New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. Hola, and welcome back to the show. Joining us right now is a woman who has spent so many hours, I mean so many hours of her time on this earth, really for the benefit of all of her neighbors. Uh, because, I mean, otherwise, why do it? She is the head of the East Neighborhood, uh, East Norwalk Neighborhood Association. She publishes the most fabulous newsletters. They're so informative. They're so colorful. They're so interesting and easy to read. And she's a one-woman... She's a one-woman formidable force to be reckoned with. If only people will listen, and we do. We listen very hard. Diane C.C. of the East Norwalk Neighborhood Association. Welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hello. Good morning, Lisa. Thanks for that kind intro again. Appreciate that. Yeah, well, I really have a lot of respect for people like you, and there aren't that many who really devote so much time towards thinking about planning about the way they want their communities to look over time. I mean, you're really a treasure to the people in your community. I hope they recognize it. So what's going on right now? What's the latest that you really want people to know? So we've got a a couple of things, and I'm kind of fried from this stuff, and I think maybe that's why you don't see as many people, you know, like myself, who still try to stay engaged. It does end up being a second full-time job, unfortunately. But right now, um, and I'm just focusing on East Norwalk today, but as you mentioned, the city of Norwalk, is going through a widespread um, zoning regulation update that's going to impact just about every corner of the city. But in East Norwalk in particular, um, we've been um, trying to get folks to get out to public hearings. Uh, the second one is tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at City Hall. Um, to be able to speak up about the changes that they're proposing for East Norwalk that are going to create, by design, um, even greater density over here. So um, there's going to be 254 parcels within um, East Norwalk proper that are going to be what the city has dubbed and others uh, is called upzoning. So that those parcels that now are in single family zones will automatically change to um, uh, allowed for two family zone as soon as January of next year. And uh, one of the reasons why um, ENNA is upset about this is because, as you may recall, um, East Norwalk has already been through upzoning in the past um, six years or so in terms of um, having a transit-oriented development designation because we have a small commuter train station right here in the center of our little village. And so over the years, we've seen uh, 190 units go up at the train station. 
Um, two years ago, there was approval to change the entire East Avenue corridor south of I-95 um, to allow greater density that could result in over 1,100 apartments. And now, um, under these zoning changes, they're looking to um, take away um, just about all of the single-family zoning um, that's within walking distance of the train station. You're kidding me. So what we thought was, um, I started trying to add up these parcels on the interactive map that the city has provided to residents so that they can look at their own parcels and see how they're zoned today and what the city's recommending to change them to. And I got as far as counting 160 um, parcels, and I thought I might be a little bit off because it was hard to try to get to, you know jump around to all the streets in the map. But then when I asked city staff to do the analysis for us, um, the um, one of the planners came back and said the, the actual number of parcels recommended to change is 254. So it's, it's even worse than, than you know, what we thought. And we're, we're, the real issue, Lisa, is that we're being targeted here um, just on the basis of what the um, of what Hartford is looking to do to double the uh, population in the major cities over the next um, 20 years or so. And they're focusing their efforts on anywhere that has a, um, a train station and a transit hub. And so this is this is what we're facing here. And it's been kind of an uphill battle, as you know. Even though, um, ironically, there are fewer and fewer trains that are coming through East Norwalk. I mean, it's just a joke. Anyway. That's true. And, in fact, they're cutting Metro North train services, I think, you know, two weekdays because which is of the a mistake, work from home by the phenomenon. And, it's a mistake, yeah. but, but in any event. It, but exactly. It, I just, you're, and, poor East Norwalk is really at the butt of so many contradictory policies at the same time. It's crazy. It's crazy. We, and that's why you see in my newsletter that I do use terms like we're being targeted. Yeah. And um, it's really like been that. unfair. And, yeah. And I didn't dub the other term, but others have, that when you look at these new zoning regulations throughout the city, it really does seem as if um, the administration and staff are picking winners and losers. And that. to some extent, um, some, some neighborhoods, nine, nine neighborhoods so far, are being spared from these changes, even though they were in the recommendations, um, because residents came out and um, really expressed outrage. Over the so what about the East Norwalk? Changing. Do you have anybody behind you, Diane? Do you have a strong little army there that can we, get its voice heard? What's happening? We, we have a small army. People are really good about you know signing petitions and sending emails. But in a case like this, we really need people to show up. Mm. And we had to have the battle, as you know, in the past two years to even get the city to, to have in-person meetings again at City Hall. I know. Especially for these controversial um, public hearings. It's crazy. So now we finally have that, and we're still trying to convince people. You know, after all the battles we've had, um, you know, I'm sad to say, Lisa, a lot of times people will write me or call me and say, I I just don't, you know, what for? Why should I waste my time? Because they're not going to listen to us. And um, they feel the battle is lost, so why bother trying? Exactly, exactly. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of nights I feel that way myself, and I totally get it. But you know, it's an election year, and that's always a good thing for people. That is a window of opportunity here that only comes around every two years. That's right. Um, Some are trying to change it to four years, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that could be a disaster in itself. But um, it is a window of opportunity. And now what we've seen is the mayor coming out. Um, twice to speak to some of these changes, but I saw that. You know, in 
I think that was very powerful, Diane. I mean, I just want to say that with a, there are many different communities where there are other first selectmen and mayors that stay away from the fray. And I think that's personally a not fair thing to do to people. People are entitled to know where their leaders stand on things. I also think the fact that Mayor Rilling, who most of the time does stay away from the fray, the fact that he has spoken about this, I think is going to sway uh, a bunch of, like Steve Kleppen and people whose jobs answer to the for, to the mayor. Well, I would say too that first of all, there's no reason why he can't speak to it because it's not a private developer application where there could be legal ramifications from a political, you know, input mm. point of view. Um, this is this is a city generated recommendation for changing the zones in the city. But uh, you know, I'll remind people again that in Norwalk, um, the planning commissioners are all appointed by the mayor. We don't have an elected. Uh, planning and zoning commission. So these four, these folks are hand um, picked by him, and of course, Mr. Kleppen um, reports into the um, into the mayor through the director of economic and community development. But um, here's what I want to say ab- about that, because I don't want to get into the political fray. I'm not about involved in politics. I'm just more involved in government. But I, I think in terms of the mayor, I'm not sure what what could be worse here. That, that he was never apprised of the magnitude of these changes as his own staff was developing them um, to go out to the public, um, or that he was apprised of them and chose nothing to, to do nothing about it in all these months except when villagers started showing up with pitchforks at meetings. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, feigning indignation at this point, I'm not sure how much good it's going to do, but I, I hope that at least in the, the last public appearance he made that he will rattle some cages in terms of saying, um, you know, that this is going too far. He stopped short of, of actually talking about um, how he, you know, how he thinks is going too far. So he he didn't oh, come out and say I that see. you need to revert back on all these oh, no. single family neighborhoods. And they're, oh, okay. And they're and they're avoiding the topic of East Norwalk as if it were the plague itself. So wow. that doesn't really that doesn't really you know bode well for us. And then head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You know, as if that wasn't enough, then I heard your whole segment yesterday on um, Mayor Simmons in, in Stanford. <sighs> And um, what those changes are likely to, to, to mean now for further eroding, you know, the public transparency and public engagement when it comes to these zoning issues. Well, it's I easy to get very cynical. Look at all these volunteer commission members that spent all these hundreds of hours of time, and mm-hmm. then they have the rug pulled out from under them, and their own legislators are saying, humana, 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 we didn't know what we voted on. 
I mean, exactly. it makes a mockery of democracy. It does. It really does. And actually, Norwalk's in the same stage um, or just about as Stanford is in terms of Charter Revision Commission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, the same attorney who represents them, Mr. Mednick, is the one who was uh, commenting in the article about how um, bizarre this is that they would take up something in the, you know, Gail Laviel, the former representative. I, yeah. I know you know her. I miss um, she her. used to use the term legislation under the cover of darkness. Mm. And, um, and it really was. It was, you know, after midnight many times. It was the middle of the night. Um, nobody would see these bills except for 30 minutes before they had to vote on them. And um, so towns are in the middle of charter revision uh, consideration right now. And then some of these worthy ideas that would help to protect the public. Um, just swept out from right underneath folks. And, and then they weren't even told about it. Right. Apparently they were continuing to meet in Stanford, going along the guidelines that they had recommended and in the charter, and no out. one even told them now. Right, no one which, even told them. Right. Yeah, it's completely by way, illegal. So. By the way, it's illegal. And the idea of being <laughs> illegal is another whole thing. I just wonder, you know, looking at the real granular language with what they are proposing. I just, this whole idea of being quote unquote illegal, I just wonder if that doesn't need to be challenged also. Yeah, and I think, I think that's something I want to look into further because the way that legislation works is that municipalities are, can only do things that are actually allowed under state statute mm-hmm. that they, that they're, you know, that they're given the power to do it. And I think that some of these things, because they were looking to get them, you know, codified in the charter is what may be creating an issue. But I wonder if some of these things can't just be a matter of departmental policy instead and then sidestep um, what, what, whatever this legislation is that she seemed to, she thinking seemed to like Thinking like a lawyer, thinking like a politician, thinking like you have to think in order to have, what did, what did Mayor Simmons being quoted as saying? Another tool in her political toolbox? Is that exactly. what she was quoted as saying? Exactly. I mean, that is that is quite a statement. No, and why me. should we have to? You know, why should we have to? Oh. I'm sorry, I sound like, down, you know, Debbie Downer again today. And I, I, you know, one of these days I really want to come out and just talk about some great things and get back I to know. being proactive about improving. But as, if we have to spend, you know, a, you know, second careers here just battling, you know, the stuff that we're trying to, you know, an uphill battle oh, again. Yeah. And next year, exactly. fair share is going to come, and they want thousands and thousands of apartments that have to be built. Uh, by the way, for a population that grow, grew only 0.8% during the high-growth COVID era and now is back down, I don't know who they think they're going to build all these empty apartments for. Eventually, mm-hmm. you know what, we're going to have a supply exceeding demand. I don't care what anybody says. We will. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, that, you know, and you've heard this from many, many other people. If if some of the premise of of their rationale for doing some of these things held any, you know, legitimacy, I would probably get behind it. But the fact of the matter is they continue to talk about, you know, increasing the stock of affordable housing. Well, you and I know that none of this is affordable housing by anyone's standard. Correct. Ninety percent of them, literally 90 percent in Norwalk are luxury literally. market rate rentals. And they're ugly. And they're ugly. Let's talk about how ugly they are. I pulled into East Norwalk the other day, and I I hate to say this because I love East Norwalk, but you pull into East Norwalk train station now, and, you know, it looks like Polish Poland housing. When I say that, I mean like the housing they built during communist Russia, these boxes. There's nothing attractive about them. Yeah, exactly. My my son came back to uh, Connecticut. He hadn't been here in a while. 
and we were riding around and touring around. He's like, Mommy, what what are those ugly buildings doing up there? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, honey, welcome back to home. Yeah, and uh, apparently it's a national um, issue as well. I read a lot of articles on why are these big, boxy, prison-type industrial... Ugly. Oh, my gosh, they're just ugly and depressing, and yet these architects are... Um, they win awards for these designs, and I, I, you know, maybe it's like art; it's in the eye of the beholder. But I don't get it, and it, you know, it's. And the reason it's an important conversation is because we have this A30G statute that basically says if they do this ten percent or whatever they're doing X percent of affordable housing, that they get to bypass architectural review commissions, they get to bypass, you know, density and setbacks and height and right. things that a neighborhood would say if you make it prettier, maybe we'll approve it. And they're like, we don't have to make it prettier. That's right. Exactly. Or any less dense. Exactly. And, you know, luckily, well, Norwalk is exempt from that just by virtue of our of our percentage of affordable. I think we're at 14 right now. So then your architectural review board theoretically should be able to make things a lot prettier than they are. Why aren't they? Well, well, actually, because one, we don't have architectural review boards here except except in special village districts. And it's really design review. And in fact, it's one of the things we had to fight for when the TOD zone went into East Norwalk to at least get that on the table. But um, honestly, I know we don't have time to talk about it, but how'd that work out for one cemetery street at Mill Pond? Not so much. Pretty bad. Not so much. All right, Diane, Cece. So the final takeaway is there's another meeting, right? Oh, thank you, Lisa. So tomorrow night, Wednesday the 28th, 6 p.m. in the council chambers at City Hall on the third floor. We really, really want people to show up in person, even if you're afraid to get up and speak. You know, you can raise your hand and show your opposition. Well, and the if body in the seat means jump, a lot. The energy in the room means a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, if, and if people can't get there, then please hop on to Zoom. I think at the last meeting, someone reported there were 170 people on Zoom, wow. and we had over 200 um, in the community room, and I, you know, I think we need to. That's citywide, you know, of course. But yep. Um, yep. tomorrow night's a big night, and I really urge people to um, to get on there. If they need any information, um, email us info at eastnawalk.org. And this is also to show up in City Hall, Norwalk City Hall, at what time? Seven o'clock. Uh, Six p.m. Six p.m. Early. Six p.m. Okay. when we're all still working. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Diane. Diane, Lisa, stay well. I'll talk to you soon. You bet. We'll be right back. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.